Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 8th of August, the 220th day of 2022, with 145 days ahead of us until 2023. Today we mourn the passing this past week of one of WERU's great DJs, Mike Joyce, host of the Barefoot Blues Hour and co-host of Boat Talk, where we most certainly would have heard mentioned this week of the anniversary of Ernest Shackleton's 1914 much-commented-upon beginning aboard the endurance of his third expedition to the South Pole. Like one of his contemporary DJs at WERU, Dave Peach, who also left us too early, Mike Joyce would cast a wide net in the free associations he made on his programs to the benefit of all of us. We imagine you now, Mike, barefoot in this August heat, humming a blues tune while preparing to set sail on your next adventure. Today in 1508, Spanish explorer and conquistador Juan Ponce de Leon founded Capara, the first European settlement in Puerto Rico. Today in 1576, the cornerstone was laid for Danish astronomer Tycho Brahe's observatory in Uraniborg. Today in 1609, the Venetian Senate first examined Galileo Galilei's telescope. Today in 1844, Brigham Young was chosen head of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints after the death of founder Joseph Smith. Today in 1945, United States President Harry Truman signed the United Nations Charter. Around down east Maine lately, the expression, making hay while the sun shines, plays out daily on the grass, scorched into the consistency of dry, crackling straw. But we are ever hopeful the weather forecast for this week proved true, bringing much-needed moisture to our realm of drought. Heavenward, our waxing moon has reached first-quarter phase and is on its way to full on Thursday, when it will be known as the Sturgeon Moon. The next morning, August 12th, before dawn, the Perseids meteor shower is expected to peak. Meanwhile, back here on Earth, a Lancet study suggests that long COVID symptoms are affecting one in eight folks who have tested positive for COVID. That's a fair-sized number now, since more than a half billion coronavirus cases have been recorded since the beginning of the pandemic worldwide. The United States, to date, has had 93 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020. BA4 and BA5 Omicron variants are responsible for almost all the recent cases, says the CDC. That means we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 583 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. Elsewhere in the world, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places ranging from 44 million cumulative cases in India, 35 million cases in France, to 34 million cases in Brazil, to 32 million cases in Germany, 24 million cases in the UK, and 21 million cases in Korea since the beginning of the pandemic more than two and a half years ago. On the fatal front worldwide, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially now at 6.5 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. 
Data from other major media, conclu- uh, including the New York Times, reveal that this past week, an average of 120,000 cases of COVID were announced each day in the U.S., and that the U.S. has sustained more than 3,000 deaths since last week. Not a huge number for some folks. Only an average of 4,040 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 12 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1937 in Los Angeles, California, Dustin Hoffman was born to a father who was a Columbia Pictures assistant, set decorator, and a mother who was a great movie fan, choosing the name Dustin after her favorite movie cowboy, Dustin Farnham. Her love of movies was obviously transmitted to her son. Despite acne, braces, and a large nose, Dustin Hoffman wanted a film career. So after studying drama at Santa Monica City College, he hit the road and directed plays in community theaters from North Dakota to New Jersey to Connecticut to the Lower East Side of New York City. He secured entry into Lee Strasberg's Actors Studio while supporting himself with odd jobs such as waiting tables, selling toys at Macy's, working in a psychiatric ward as an attendant, and typing entries for the phone book. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that Dustin for a while was so broke he had to sleep on his friend Gene Hackman's kitchen floor. Then, in director Mike Nichols cast Hoffman as the lead in 1967's The Graduate, making him a star. Hoffman has been an advocate of method acting, about which Robert Mitchum tells a story, saying, I remember Laurence Olivier asking Dustin Hoffman why he stayed up all night. Dustin, looking really beat, really bad, said it was to get into a scene being filmed that day, in which he was supposed to have been up all night. Olivier said, my boy, if you'd learn how to act, you wouldn't have to stay up all night. Today is also the birthday in 1879 of Mexican revolutionary Emiliano Zapata and of Vermonter Doug Dr. Bob Smith, the American physician and co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. In 1902, of English physicist and Nobel Prize winner in quantum electrodynamics Paul Durek in 1921, of American swimmer and actress Esther Williams. In 1922, of Austrian-born American designer of the first women's topless swimsuit, Rudy Gerhage. In 1938, of American actress and singer Connie Stevens. And in 1949, of American actor Keith Carradine. From our own domain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the eighth week of summer. <laughs>